Kentucky's most advanced medical care is UK Healthcare. It's time now for UK Healthcare's health talk show, Advances and Insights. Here's Melanie Cole. The decision to become a living donor is a voluntary choice and should involve careful consideration. My guest today is Dr. Thomas Wade. He's the medical director for Renal and Pancreas Transplantation Program at the University of Kentucky Healthcare. Welcome to the show, Dr. Wade. Tell us a little bit about living donation. What are some of the advantages and what's involved? Well, living donation is uh, one of the ways that we can actually treat loss of kidney uh, function or, or uh, renal failure. And, um, of course, there there are the treatment modalities of uh, dialysis, hemodialysis, and peritoneal dialysis, but they have lifestyle and medical limitations. Uh, donation of a kidney, either through uh, a deceased donor or a live donor, restores uh, kidney function and allows the recipient to go through a much more normal life uh, than they would have on dialysis. So uh, in the case of living donation, uh, we look for people who are very altruistic, who really want to give a gift, and it's a gift of life, to uh, patients who have suffered from kidney disease. And um, the the donation of the organ um, really gives that, that recipient uh, a much better lifestyle and uh, less risk of, of complications of cardiovascular disease that uh, patients on dialysis uh, get. Uh, and t- in fact, if you look at the overall survival, your risk of having a bad cardiovascular event on dialysis is about 9% per year, uh, whereas after transplantation, it's about 0.9% per year. So there's a tenfold reduction, and these patients uh, have much better lifestyles and uh, are much more cardiovascular risk-free. Now, that's not to say that there aren't problems with uh, with organ transplantation of any type, because if you suppress the immune system of the patient to uh, uh, reduce the risk of rejection, then you run into problems down the road with you know infections or with uh, uh, cancer uh, over a long period of time. But this is usually years down the road. Uh, and again, the patient who receives the organ transplant has a much better lifestyle and uh, much better survival overall than if they uh, have uh, to undergo dialysis. Dr. Wade, tell us about becoming a living donor. What are donors typically age-wise and health, and what can they expect from that initial evaluation? What are you looking for from them? Well, the donors are generally in the age range of 18 to about 60 years of age. Um, of course, uh, the older the uh, donor, potential donor is, the more likelihood that, that there may be a problem with overall organ function or a decline in overall organ function. But we evaluate those patients very, very carefully to make sure that, number one, if they donate, no harm will come to the donor. That's very, very key. Um, because the recipient does get a benefit, but we want to make absolutely sure that the donor who is giving up an organ, uh, and as I said again, this is a very altruistic uh, uh, and a very altruistic act, an act of love, so to speak, um, is not harmed in any way 
during the process of donation, that their kidney function will continue to be good and that they won't have any problems uh, with their overall lifestyle. They should go on as if it never happened after, you know, a few days or or a few months of recuperating from the operation. Um, So the, the donors generally are motivated to come forward and ask about donation. Now, this may be because a family member has suffered kidney disease, uh, and uh, you know they are uh, adequately matched as a potential donor for that uh, uh, potential recipient. Or uh, we have altruistic donors who call up and want to donate and don't necessarily even know patients that uh, are out there who may need uh, a kidney. Uh, there are also... Um, through social media, we are finding a lot of people are coming forward uh, to be evaluated as donors because they've seen somebody on Craigslist or they've seen someone on Facebook or um, they've seen an advertisement. Um, we have, you know, patients who have actually put up um, uh, requests for possible donation. They've asked in church, etc. So. The the potential donors get information from all different sources now. It doesn't necessarily just have to be a family member who has, you know, a a relative who's affected uh, by kidney disease. But generally speaking, these people have to be in relatively good health. They can't have cardiovascular disease. They can't have uh, too much of a weight problem. They can't be diabetic. They can't have anything that's infectious that could be uh, passed on. Uh, such as uh, hepatitis or uh, uh, HIV. Um, and the, those patients are really screened both medically and uh, through our social workers psychosocially and have to be fit to be potential uh, uh, donors. And then we go from that point on. And if at any time that the person who wants to be a donor uh, decides that this is really not for them, and they want to change their mind, they're certainly within their rights to withdraw that process. Because, again, there should never be any pressure on any person who wants to be considered as a donor. There should never be any coercion. We make absolutely sure that we have advocates for, uh, uh, for donation. We have separate nephrologists who screen them. We have separate social workers, and we have uh, separate donor advocates that keep apart the patient who wants to, you know, be the recipient versus the person who wants to be the donor. They're taken care of by different medical teams, so there can never be uh, uh, any conflict of interest among the two teams evaluating uh, the potential donors and recipients. Dr. Wade, when someone decides this, with the liver... This is a re- this can regenerate if they give a piece of their liver, but when they give a kidney, that's permanent. What do you say to people who want to donate, but they're worried about what if one day that one kidney that they still have now fails, or that they are going to need one in the future, that giving away one kidney is something that you will never get back, and can you live with one kidney? Well, yes, you can live with one kidney, and you know, Certainly, in, in his infinite wisdom, when the good Lord created 
uh, animals, he built in a lot of redundancy within organ systems. And the, and the kidney has a lot of redundancy. In fact, the kidney failure uh, really occurs when you've lost about 90% of all your kidney function. When you give up one kidney, you get a reduction of the kidney mass by 50%, but the blood flow then all goes to the other kidney, and the other kidney takes over a lot of that uh, extra work and uh, actually takes up more than just a 50% loss of function. There are a lot of people walking around uh, on the face of the earth who were born with just one kidney. And so um, they you know, do quite well, and their risk of losing that kidney is not necessarily any greater than if they had, you know, losing kidney function is not necessarily any greater than if they had, you know, uh, two kidneys. Now, do people who donate lose kidney function? Yes, that sometimes happens. Um, pay, uh, people who donate earlier on in life can later on develop things, medical illnesses such as diabetes, uh, et cetera, which can cause a loss in in kidney function. In fact, we have one patient in our particular group who actually donated years ago to a uh, family member and subsequently developed diabetes uh, down the road and lost kidney function because of that. And we wound up transplanting that person. Um, And the United Network for Organ Sharing, which is uh, our national organization, gives priority uh, for patients who have been previous donors uh, to receive an organ if that does occur. But the chance of that happening is very, very small. I've done this for 30 years now, and uh, I've only known that to be the case in uh, in two patients out of the oh, several thousand that we transplanted since I've been here. So it does in occur. Just the last- it's a very small risk. In just the last minute, Dr. Wade, and we don't have a lot of time, and it's such a great great topic. And as you said, altruistic, it's really a very difficult decision to make. Please give the listeners your best information, what you really want them to know about living organ donation and about the living donor program at UK. Living donation really, um, really gives some advantages, uh, even over being, uh, on a donor list. Um, the overall kidney function is usually better. The uh, kidney grafts last uh, overall a lot longer period of time. Uh, the um, the risks of staying on a waiting list and developing you know cardiac cardiac complications is fairly high, and uh, the donor or the living donation process shortens that uh, time to uh, transplantation considerably, and then decreases the cardiovascular risk. It is really the best type of transplantation that we have now. It has been for many, many years, and we have an overall shortage of organs for patients who need transplantation. If you take a look at the overall numbers of patients of all types who need organ transplantation, it's around 120,000 in this country, and we will transplant only about a fifth of that uh, because of the number of organs available. So if, patient, if people would you know, really uh, consider uh, the process of organ donation and transplantation, 
and as the uh, Kentucky uh, 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 court clerks did years ago, sign your driver's license, be uh, a willing donor, talk amongst your family members, and uh, really uh, uh, consider this in terms of organ and tissue donation. Uh, I think it would help uh, decrease a national shortage and get a lot of, of people who are very sick from end organ failure back on uh, the track of a more reasonable life and a more reasonable lifestyle and uh, uh, they can be more productive for society uh, because their end-stage uh, organ failure has really uh, held them down in a very disabled position. And so I think that's where we're coming from with live donation, uh, especially and in organ transplantation uh, of all kinds in general. Thank you so much, Dr. Wade. You're listening to Advances and Insights with UK Healthcare in Lexington, Kentucky. For more information, you can go to ukhealthcare.uky.edu. That's ukhealthcare.uky.edu. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.